0: check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. Ange H. lives in San Francisco, California. Of course, as her work sent her home so that she would have to work for home, so did the school's close. And her son now schools from home. The help that they used to have in order to manage their life is no longer available to them. And so Ange and her husband are left juggling Working from home, taking care of the home, and taking care of the schooling for their son. And their son misses socializing with his friends. And so they too are finding new ways to fill that gap.
1: My name is Ange H, and I am based in the San Francisco Bay Area. I had a lot of um, travel planned because I still remember hearing about it. It was actually, um, it's probably um, earlier than most people heard um, because my husband was the one that told me about this weird virus going on in China. It was like around Christmas time, I remember. And, you know, at that point, I wasn't really thinking about it because, you know, I, um, I, I was in Australia when SARS hit, and that was in 2003. And then, um, you know, it turned out to be so minor compared to this one. I remember SARS as being, you know, something that happened in the China slash Hong Kong region, and it didn't really hit um, Australia. And Australia was a lot closer to China than the U.S. is. So I, I didn't really think much of it. And of course I had, um, you know, it was um, toward the end of the year, beginning of the year, that was actually the time that I planned a lot of my fun travels. And so I had all these things lined up and, um, you know, of course I had to kind of cancel them one by one. <laughs> It kind of went from, oh, you know, it's uh, it's it's something that's happening in a far off land to, um, you know, when I first heard about the first case, I think um, it was a traveler that came from China. I was like, oh, my gosh, so it's here. And, um, you know, and I started reading up about it and, um, you know, mostly from the scientific side of it, because I just kind of want to understand, you know, a little bit more about the disease. Um, and unfortunately, unlike other um, diseases that have been well understood, this one is not well understood. So... Um, you know, anything that I find from um, the internet is basically just you know I think by by now um, a lot of it is already um, debunked as being you know not true and so yeah so it, it's been challenging because um, you know you went from oh you know um, it's less deadly than the flu to oh my gosh this is really contagious but maybe the death rate isn't as high as um, the flu would be. But again, you know, like these things are evolving. And then, you know, it went from kids are not affected to um, only last week, there are all these mysterious inflammation um, diseases that apparently kids have, right? So it's been like a constant um, learning, relearning. And I think I'm just doing that with the rest of the world. We consider ourselves lucky. And um, even then, it's still very hard for us. We're a family of three um, so I have an only child he's um he's six so it's not like he's a newborn and you know we we need constant um you know supervision or we need um uh we need to give him constant supervision. The good thing is um you know my husband um he he took time off um his job um late last year because his company went on IPO so um, you know he, he decided that he wanted to take a break and um, you know take care of our son and you know that's completely fine with me because um, uh, I have a really busy work and um, travel um, schedule so you know it just felt like it's a good um, it's a good balance so you know it was funny because um You know, when the pandemic hit, then my husband started becoming the de facto teacher. You know, the good thing is we grew closer as a family, I think. Um, We see each other a lot more. Um, You know, I am a lot more patient to my son and, you know, I think um, because I pay attention more to him, um, I, I could see that he's actually grown more mature and he's grown closer to me because he's usually like daddy's boy. I'm kind of the one parent that works a lot more outside of the home and I, I, I travel a lot more. My, my son, uh, you know, he's also, um, you know, he's profoundly gifted. His academic ab- uh, ability, so he's in um, second grade now. He's supposed to be in kindergarten, so we kind of, you know, um, accelerated him two years. You know, we, we work with a lot of you know psychologists and his academic ability is probably of a fourth creator um depending on subject and you know he's super curious he's interested in different things but he's also extremely extremely anxious so um you know he's been diagnosed with anxiety and um you know like there are just certain triggers and you know there's more of it at school because um because i think he's more of like a control freak so um you know and then other kids especially you know younger kids are not as predictable and because of that there are going to be kids that um, do things that he doesn't like and then it will just kind of trigger him you know and it also he's on the immature side so we're really trying to get him to expose to social settings where he can actually learn to socialize with peers and then deal with these um, you know situations because you know life is not predictable the fact that he um, he had to be out of school um, you know is really tough on us because um, you know we really rely on school to give him that opportunity to socialize. And so the fact that he's not able to be around other kids has been, you know, quite challenging. Um, he's fine. Like he, he likes just being around us. Um, but for us, um, really the the homeschooling, the challenge in the homeschooling isn't kind of completing the work because he can he can sit there and complete the work for you know for hours. You know, he's not used to being around other kids anymore. And what does it mean when, you know, when we actually are allowed to actually see other kids, you know, is he going to regress them? So that was kind of um, you know, I think our biggest stress. We're not worried about my um, my job because you know it's extremely secure. The work has in fact ramped up significantly. I work for a company, you know, it's one of those that thrive in virtual environment. With all these companies being forced to work remotely, um, that actually has driven up demand for our product. You know, it's basically like an interesting twist to this whole saga. <laughs> and then financially, we're a lot better off. Um, you know, we save a lot more. Um, and you know, my 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 husband actively trades. Um, you know the stock market, so our investment portfolio has actually significantly improved. And then again, you know, like we got we got closer as a family. I think my son is maturing a lot. Um, so because of that, you know, we're um, we feel like we're probably living in a bubble right now. But I guess you know the bad thing is because work has ramped up significantly, um, it's just a lot more exhausting. There's just no more debt. You know, it, I don't have that line of demarcation between work and family anymore. It's just been nonstop, like back- to back meetings. Um, it often starts from um you know eight or seven thirty. It goes all the way until about four thirty. I'm just exhausted at the end of it. And I still have to do the work. So, um, you know, I end up working until eleven. Um, you know, I like every night to catch up because I can't do it during the day. You know, I kind of touched on a little bit about um my son, but I think, you know kind of kind of just mental health in general is uh is taking a, a huge toll. I'm a complete extrovert. so um as an extrovert, this has been really hard you know and then um uh, and also we're separated with families and friends and I can't make plans to see them. My, my parents live in Indonesia my mom-in-law lives in Canada and she's she's living in a home um, it's basically like a you know um, it's an old folks home and then with all these news about nursing home getting hit really hard, you know it, it, it was a lot of work and of course she's locked up right I mean for 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 good reasons um and because of that then you know like we can't even see her um, in person there's like one thing that really upsets me about this whole um, pandemic is the fact that this thing is separating families we we make the best of the situation in that um oh okay you know let's get together over zoom let's commiserate let's talk about these um but um you know i can see um people getting tired i think you know my friends are getting tired even my coworkers, um even those i i i thought I was tired because of my car situation, you know, I have a little son, I have, you know, we're basically stuck at home. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of living situation you're in, it's just tiring. These are all my complaints. Um, I'm probably a lot more fortunate than other people, so I kind of don't want to be too vocal about my (laughs) complaints. Just because you're not suffering as much as the next person doesn't mean that your feeling is not valid. I work for a technology company, so um, what we do is, um, it's a company that automates and, you know, kind of digitally transforms the way, you know, transactions are being managed. Uh, you know so I, I see it like I, I see you know as soon as I think um, uh, you know companies um, start shutting off their offices and working remotely um, we we see a lot of um, uh, you know additional interest in the products even from companies that were not our customers before we also saw a lot of um, uh, additional usage from even existing customers so you know I can actually see you um, and it it was just one company so um i can definitely see um you know people turning into technology to just get things done because unfortunately things still need to get done and you know if you can't do this the traditional way then um you know let's look into whether there's technology solution for it from the user perspective um I, i for sure i've been you know i've been using zoom a lot i am thankful of um technology that allow us to um get food delivered get you know, medicines delivered, get um, groceries delivered. I have a lot more appreciation toward those um, workers because, you know, they are basically kind of put themselves out and, um, you know, makes it a lot easier for, um, you know, for people to have the choice to stay at home. Technology has been, you know, definitely, um, a lot of these were like, oh, you know, without the Zoom, without the, um, you know, whatever, the DoorDash and the Uber Eats and. Amazon like we, we probably would be so stuck <laughs> there's a good time to have a pandemic I mean there's there's never a good time to have a pandemic but if there's one it'll be now because people are still able to kind of get some semblance of normalcy like I know my role like I go to work I um you know I um, I get the things done and, um, and and such and then you know a lot of these other roles within my life are being basically outsourced I have Cleaners. We have um, a sitter that comes in, you know, once every every other week um, to kind of help out with my son. Uh, we have these routines that basically all of a sudden got appended because, um, you know, we can't have the sitter anymore. We can't have the cleaners. We basically all these roles that I previously outsourced came back to us. <laughs> I'm I'm an employee. I'm a homeschool teacher. I'm a cleaner. I'm a cook. I'm, a, you know, it, it's basically everything. Um, and you know, we also don't have, you know, we, we don't have immediate family around. So um, you know, both my my husband and I are transplants. So um, we are used to um, to not rely on family um, in the Bay Area to kind of um, help out with these, um, you know, for example, kids pick up. So 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 that part, you know, we're kind of um, uh, we're, we're kind of okay with. It's really all these other little functions that you really don't think about because you know the work and life just kind of, um, you know, it kind of just rolls around and then every day, you know, um, I think my is coming today. Oh, um, you know, our, our sitter's coming this weekend and and all that. And then not having that is just strange because uh, my life, I think, sorry, my, my days just blend into one. Like I, I forget what day it is um, anymore because it doesn't really matter. If anything, um, what has changed is that I've, um, I've focused a lot more on trying to find out how I can help. Um, during the pandemic, so um, so we support this nonprofit that provides um, temporary shelters for families that lost their homes um, in the Bay Area, and you know, Bay Area is a very um, expensive real estate market. Um, so we feel like you know that is one thing that we want to support. You know, before I would sign up for these meal service and what it is is you know i would come as a family i would grab another family and then we'll um we'll bring food from costco and whatnot and then we'll basically like serve it to um you know the residents of the shelter and then you know it's kind of like the human interaction as well right so last sunday i was supposed to do it but because of the shelter in place i couldn't so what i did is i just um called this uh caterer that um that i've used for previous events and then i just asked him to deliver the food there I would have rather been there, but, you know, given the situation, it's, it's just something that you can't do.
0: Thank you for listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss an interview. I interview multiple people a week and I am releasing these episodes as fast as I can. And if the story meant something to you, share it because it will probably mean something to someone else. Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow so thank you. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.